Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Men should plan and pay for every date and never move in to a woman's home. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode on the What Is Eating You podcast. I am so excited because I have the man of the hour here, Mr. Jake Maddock, one of the top relationship coaches in Australia and globally, I believe as well. And he's here to help us achieve a 10 out of 10 relationship. Welcome to the show, Jake Maddock. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having me, buddy. You are so welcome. I must admit, I'm a little bit nervous for this interview because you have a lot of TikTok followers and you've been in the media and all the above. And I did come across you on your live on TikTok. You were talking about relationships, answering questions. And I'm just curious to know, how did your journey start? How did you even get into this and then be ending up on TikTok doing lives? Yeah, it's a good question. Kind of a slow progression, I suppose. Um, I was always pretty bad at relationships. My 20s were pretty hopeless. I didn't like my 20s very much. Um, Terrible relationships. And I was over it, basically. So I started learning, just studying from people like Tony Robbins and other people like that. It's slowly learning stuff and then putting into practice. And then I achieved a 10 out of 10 myself using all the skills I learned and then wanted to show others how to do it. So then I started doing it slowly, started making some videos and It's just slow progression, time over time, and now here we are. Love that. And I love Tony Robbins. He touched my shoulder once at UPW. Haven't watched it since. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But um, isn't it interesting how our own pain or our own source of struggle can be the driving factor in what we end up doing in our lives, which is exactly what, what you're doing. So you said you hated your 20s, you didn't enjoy it, horrible dating experiences. I I agree. I think your 20s, everyone glorifies it, but it's kind of your real oh, people-pleasing era, trying to figure things out. No one teaches you basically how to do life. What do you think it was that 
you or men in their 20s really struggle with when it comes to relationships and dating? I think most guys struggle with, they, most guys don't know what masculinity means. They want to be chivalrous, but they don't know how to be chivalrous and they're afraid that people will laugh at them if they're chivalrous. Um, they don't have much confidence in themselves either. Mm-hmm. And they just, well, they also have no experience either. And they're trying to succeed, but they don't really know what that looks like. It's a confusing process. It's a confusing time. Some people never figure out relationships, which is sad to see. Unfortunately, we look around, we look around the real world. The amount of 10 out of 10s you see is very slim. It's not mm-hmm. many. Most relationships look about a six or a seven out of 10. Yes. It's pretty rare to see an actual 10 out of 10 relationship. So that that's sad to see, but we're, we're trying to turn it around. Yes. And you, according to your statistics, people can find that within what, four months of, of joining you, they find a 10 out of 10 relationship. Yeah. So I've coached thousands of people on average in my course, it takes about four months to achieve a 10 out of 10. Yeah, everyone I've coached has achieved a 10 out of 10 within 12 months, but four months is about the average. It doesn't actually take that long. Once I help someone work on themselves, where we work on the confidence, self-esteem, all that simple stuff, getting rid of the fears, a big one. So many people have all these fears and limiting beliefs. We get rid of that stuff, and then I get them on high-value dates. They've got to be proper dates, mm-hmm. and then that's about it. They achieve a 10 out of 10. So on average, the average person in my course goes on about 15 first dates to find their ideal partner, and then that's someone they're with forever. I love that. It's so, so hopeful. It is incredible. And let's go back to 10 out of 10 because what is a 10 out of 10 relationship? And is that different for different people? Like, you know, a 10 out of 10 for me, like pretty high standards, pretty high expectations, but would that differ for people or are there principles that make a relationship a 10 out of 10? How do you quantify that? Yeah, it's mainly just a, it's mainly just your opinion. It's like, what's a 10 out of 10 pizza, basically. So it is a little bit different for each person, but it is also human beings are basically the same. Mm. So people really hate that sentence. Everyone thinks they're special. So every phone call I do, people say, my situation's a little bit different. (laughs) I've I've coached people in the UK, Ireland, Sweden, Canada, New Zealand, America, Australia. They're almost all exactly the same almost exactly, mm-hmm. almost every 10 out of 10 is the same. Yeah, the people look different, but they all have good communication, high attraction, chemistry, compatibility. They can do the job, the X factors there, all these similar sort of points. And mm-hmm. it's how they make you feel, how you feel in the environment. Do you feel safe in that relationship? A lot of the same stuff we see. It's all really, really important, but you feel it. You can feel a 10 out of 10 and it stays a 10 out of 10. Yes, it, it's maintained over time, 100%. And I guess... What I'm listening to and what I'm hearing when I listen to your videos, your book, by the way, bought your book. Awesome. People come over and they're like, the secret to great oral communication, you know, if you keep reading. But <laughs> it was a really easy, enjoyable read and I don't read books. I'm a very audio book um, person, but it was super easy to read. Yeah. I made, it, I made it fairly simplistic so everyone could understand. I did record the audio book version for it last week, so it might be out maybe next month. Oh, mate, well done on ticking that off. I know that was on your, your list was, of things. To it do. was actually really challenging doing an audiobook. It's it's harder than you think. Yeah. What did you find hard about it? Well, you have to read it perfectly. So kind of reading it out out loud, it's easy. I'm a good public speaker just off off the cuff, but reading it 
word by word, it's very easy to make mistakes. So you have to do each paragraph twice. It's it's quite frustrating. Yeah, I know. But you got there in the end. So persistence. Yeah. Speaking of persistence, I funny story. So my partner, who I've been with for about two years now, we actually met, get this, I wrote down what my ideal partner is, what my 10 out of 10 is. This was two years ago because I really believe in that, you know, manifesting, attracting. I met him a month later. So I did this activity at Tony Robbins. Actually, let me take you back. I'll just tell you this and then we'll go back into you. So I took my ex to Tony Robbins in 2017. I'm like, if Tony can't fix us, like it's, it's over, we're done. Anyways, we broke up and then I got tickets to Tony Robbins again. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Have you done UPW? I haven't. I want to. I haven't actually done it. Oh, it's, if you do it in person, it is intense. Like you are dancing, you are jumping, you are hugging, you are high-fiving for four days straight. You don't eat properly. You don't sleep properly. You walk on coal. This is the in-person one. And then I did the virtual one the second time around. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can go through this, but I'm like, nah, I'll be selfish. I'm going to make it about me, relationship. So I got rid of my limiting beliefs. I manifested my dream partner. I met him a month later on Zoom in a Tony Robbins mastermind group. That's pretty crazy. I know. I'm like, thanks, Tones. Like, you know, most expensive way to find a partner, but it it worked. That's awesome. It actually worked. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're feeling deflated or defeated and you might not find love or you're not in a 10 out of 10, me and Jake, Jake and I are here to give you that that hope. So, Yes. Tony Robbins, love him. Love your book. On the topic of your book, there's a few things you bring up and warning, it's a bit of a um, no BS in this book. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty straight to the point. Do you trigger a lot of people? Sometimes. Sometimes even people I coach get triggered at the start, but if they get triggered then – I just call them up and we have a chat and I explain it a bit more. Once I explain it, they go, okay, that, that makes sense now. I get it. Mm, mm. Yeah. What do you think triggers people the most? Usually their own sense of fear. Like a lot of women, they don't, they feel a bit funny about stepping into their feminine energy. They think, okay, feminine energy means I'm weak and submissive and someone's going to walk over me. It's not really what it means. It's not really what it's about. So they feel like, if they step in their feminine energy, they'll lose everything they have and it's very fear-based. They're looking at all the things they want to avoid. So they feel very triggered by that. They feel triggered by their fears. But when we get into it a little bit, I explain it and then it's easy. Mm-mm. Okay. Because you do talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy. And while I was listening to this, I realized in the past I was so masculine. I was in my masculine energy and so many women are because I believe there was a point in time where it was glorified or, you know, hustle culture was it. And you got to be a woman, you got to be independent, you got to pay your bills and, you know, slay queen. And I'm all about that. And I'm all about empowering women. But do you think it went too far where we became the men we wanted to marry? Yeah. It gets very confusing for people. Marriage is about teamwork. So unfortunately, everyone's taught that be independent, make it yourself, but it's a lot easier if you have a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A team teams work a lot better. If you're trying to if you're trying to win a soccer game by yourself, 
it's going to be difficult. Like that's why you have a team, but we're sort of, everyone's trying to say no to the team and yes, be independent. Human beings, mm-hmm. we're not really supposed to be independent. Like we're mammals, we're human beings. We we're supposed to work as a team. Mm. So be a team. We we're afraid to be a team because we think that makes us vulnerable, but it, quite the contrary, it makes us stronger. Yes. Yes. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> so just quickly, tell us a little bit about masculine and feminine energy for someone who may not have heard it before. Where does this concept come from? Yeah, it's it's pretty basic sort of stuff. So feminine energy, it's basically four traits that I want women to try to step into the best they can. Pretty basic. Feminine traits, nurturing, caring, supportive, and joyous. Mm. Pretty straightforward. And the masculine traits that I want men to step into are leadership, ambition, decisiveness, and protection. Mm. Super easy. And they work very well together and work as a team. And what that does, it allows the attraction and the relationship to build. And you work really together as a team so you can achieve more things and have a 10 out of 10. If you don't embrace masculine and feminine energy properly in a relationship, it's almost impossible for it to be a 10 out of 10. Mm. So it's if you really want a 10 out of 10 relationship, you pretty much have to do it, okay? Relationships where the woman's more masculine than the man, it's impossible for it to be a 10 out of 10. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, and I think – Women may hear that and think, oh, I don't want to lose myself and I want to be driven and motivated. But what I've learned is you really can be both. Like I'm trying to channel my inner joyous and nurturing, but you can still be a lady boss, but nurturing at the same time. Of course you can be. You can be a CEO. You can you can absolutely smash it, be super successful and be feminine. A lot of women think, well, I want to be successful, so I need to be masculine and then if I go on a date, I need to be feminine. Or mm. a good one as well, a common misconception, a lot of single moms think, well, I need to be dad and mom at home, so I need to be feminine and masculine. Mm. But kids don't see it like that. They see angry mom, okay? You can't do both roles if you're a single mom. You have to play the you, – you're, you're the child's mom. You can't be the child's dad. You're trying to do both. You're failing at both. Just be the mom. And do the mum really well and forget about the masculine part, okay? There's the masculine part's not there. That's okay. Put him in soccer, karate, whatever. Just do the feminine part, okay? That's that's what – that's you're going to be really good at it. It's going to go really well. The child will like you more. Just you, you've got to really embrace it. It helps all areas. It really does. So what you're saying is for any single mums listening – to really embrace that feminine energy. But I'm guessing what they might be thinking is, yeah, but who's going to discipline him or who's going to be decisive or leadership and who who does that job? Yeah, it is difficult. It is difficult. It's hard being a single mom. It is very, very hard. The point of feminine energy, what it does, it creates love and desire. So if you're really in your feminine energy, the child or your partner or work colleagues or anybody, they're going to like you more which will lead to more influence so they'll want to do what you want, basically. Mm-hmm. You may have someone in your mind, if you may think for a second, you may have had a female teacher in primary school or someone who wasn't disciplinarian. She was really, really nice and lovely. But for some reason, you wanted to go out of your way for her. You wanted her maybe a validation or you wanted her to like you. Can you yeah. think of someone like that? Yes, that, that's why I studied psychology. I had yeah. this teacher that was, yeah, really nurturing and believed in me and she was our psychology teacher. Yep. She yeah. didn't need to discipline you, did she? 
No, she was so cool. Yeah, that's because she embraced her feminine energy, but you weren't, I bet you the kids weren't bad in her class because they liked her, right? And that's what feminine energy is. If you embrace the feminine energy properly, you don't need to be a disciplinarian because the child likes you and wants and wants to wants you to like them back. Okay. So what you're using there is love instead of discipline. And you're getting what you want anyway through influence of feminine energy. It's it's more powerful anyway. Okay. Mm. It's like uh, if you can think about it, maybe like uh, there's lots of analogies with it, but you can think about it like training a dog. If the dog does something wrong and you just keep beating it with a stick, it might do what you want, or you could give it a biscuit and nurture the behavior you want to see. The biscuit yep. will will go better in the long run. Yes, yes. The conditioning. Catch more bees with honey, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. A lot of women really forget this, especially in relationships. So they'll get in the state where they're nagging all the time. Why don't you do this? Why don't you take the fucking men out? You'll lose a blah, 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 blah. They're really nagging and bitching all the time. And the guy's like, why the fuck would I do anything you want? You're dreaming. Yeah. I yeah. hate you. It gets really, really nasty. You got to use the feminine energy. So, feminine energy is about if you nurture the behavior you want to see, a guy will do what you want, but he'll want to do what you want as well. Mm. That's the key with that. It really bamboozles me how people get to that point where they are speaking so disrespectfully to one another. How, how does it get to that point? I can't imagine. I'm very blessed and lucky. And I get when you're frustrated, yes, you can speak like that. But how do you get to a point where you are? derogatory or talking down to someone or is it frustration it's leading out of emotion so it's a lack of emotional maturity so a lot of adults who i'm sure you've seen they have no emotional maturity they can't control their emotions the person yelling in traffic and all this sort of stuff they have no control of their emotions their emotions are leading their judgment mm. and leading their lives completely they're basically toddlers toddlers can't control their emotions the wiggles turn off or they run out of apple juice, they crack it and get really angry. Seems adults are exactly the same. A bunch of ridiculous losers who can't control their emotions. So yeah. if there's one trait we can all learn and one really, really good trait as, a, as an adult you should master, it's that emotional maturity, that emotional control, um, in, intentionally choosing your emotions, whatever you want to call it. It's just that mastering emotions. Yeah. 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 And emo- we call it emotion regulation in psychology learning to regulate what do you tell people uh to do if they have that problem of not being able to control their emotions do you have any strategies yeah so what we always do on everything i do and the reason why people i coach are so successful we always focus on what we want to achieve we never focus on what we want to avoid so we never go okay how can i stop feeling like this because that's focusing on what you want to avoid we go okay well how do you want to feel so stephanie if you pick one emotion how do you want to feel tomorrow Relaxed because I'm flying to Melbourne. <laughs> right. Relax. I want to feel tomorrow. I want to feel enthusiastic. Okay. So now you can think, okay, I want to feel relaxed. What could I do to make myself feel relaxed? What could I do? Well, I could probably have my headphones in, listen to some calming music, probably have a cup of tea. I could probably, um, what else could I do? And you start thinking of things, right? Yeah. And then you put them into actions. So that's it. And that's, and that's what I call is like starting your day with that intentional choice what emotion do I want to feel? Most people don't do this. So your emotions are just sort of all over the place. Emotions I see as like uh, tools in a toolbox. Mm. You be the boss of your emotions, not the other way around. I yeah. choose what emotions I want to feel. It's my, my, my choice what emotions come up, not the other way around. My emotions aren't free running little Tasmanian devils. I choose the emotion. 
I love that. I love how you flip the switch and it's such a simple thing. It's what do I want to achieve? What do I want to avoid? Because so many people are just like, I need to deal with the negative emotion or tolerate it or sit with it, which is okay. I get that. But what you're saying is no, well, how do you want to feel and then go do that thing? It's constant. It's like constantly reframing those thoughts. So if you constantly focus on the negative all the time, Mm. you'll see lots of negative. Hey, yes. You constantly reframe it to the positive. You'll see more positive. So always focus on what you want to achieve. Never focus on what you want to avoid. It's like in business. You could say, well, I'm focusing on because I don't want to go bankrupt. So I got to work really hard so I don't go bankrupt. It's really the wrong thought. What's your goal? Focus on the goal. Mm. Yeah. Like when you're shooting an arrow, you don't go, well, I don't want to hit that tree over there. Don't worry about the tree. What are you trying to hit actually? It's easier. Yes, focusing on what you do want and then making valued, intentive choices towards that. I love that word, intention. Intention. Living your life with intention because I feel so many people are just on autopilot. They haven't thought about it. A great exercise I get people to do is write down 10 lifetime goals. So a lot of people never do this, like 10 lifetime goals. You have your whole life to achieve these 10 goals. So you can't go, well, I want to lose five kilos. It's not really a lifetime goal. Like a lifetime goal should take at least 10 years, at least, if not longer. Mm-hmm. No one ever thinks like that. They go, well, there's sort of living life and just sort of living for the weekend or whatever. But what's yes. 10 lifetime goals? It's a fun way to think. I love that. What's one of your 10 lifetime goals? One of my 10 lifetime goals, the first one is I want to be a fourth Dan in karate, fourth degree black belt. Whoa, there's more than a black belt. It goes blacker? yeah yeah yeah, that's funny no way oh it's just me I'm not trying to be funny but um I know know you like karate and you believe really believe in martial arts and putting um you know children or young boys through it so you're a big karate fan wow I love karate I do karate fights all the time martial arts and hobbies all hobbies are really really good too a lot of humans don't do enough hobbies we're social creatures and we need to do hobbies um, some, you know, you see, you see people all the time, they go to work and go home and they complain their life's not very good. Mm. Well, you're not mm. doing, you're not living, you got to live. So you yeah. 168 hours in a week. What are you doing with them? 160 on TikTok, bro. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, and I actually love that in your book, you speak about the importance of hobbies and having fun and that dates should be fun. And what it made me realize is I need a hobby outside of eating because that's, <laughs> that's all I want to do on dates. So you inspired me to do some fun dates. Good. Yeah. There's heaps of fun stuff you can do on dates. Heaps. So much. So what, what's an example of a high value date? Because you yep. hear all these stories, all these um, issues, you know, dating apps and they stood me up and went out for coffee, went whatever. What should people be looking for if they are trying to set up high value dates? Yep. So the first thing to remember, if you're a female listener to this, I want you to remember you're a high value woman and you only go on high value dates. If a guy says coffee date, you say, I would absolutely love to go on a date with you, but it'd be awesome if we could maybe share a meal instead. Or you could say, look, I'm actually a bit of a foodie. It'd be awesome if we could share a meal. Or you could go even more extreme and say, look, I'm a high value girl. I think I deserve a proper date. Sort of judge what feel it is, but your job is to upgrade the low value to a high value date and only go on a high value date. If you won't upgrade it, let him go. It's got to be high value. 
a high value date has four basic parts. Okay. So the guy asks you on a date, then he comes to your house and picks you up, opens the car doors, a full gentleman. It's lovely, right? And then you go and do some activity. An activity makes a date really fun. So it could be any sort of activity. It could be mini papa, does axe throwing. It could be anything. Um, the point of that is to be flirty and joke around, touch each other, just enjoy mm-hmm. yourself, be a bit childish for a little bit. And then what you do from there is then you and he drives you to the restaurant, okay, opens the restaurant door for you, pulls out your seat, there's a good gentleman. A good thing with sitting at the restaurant, I want you to sit perpendicular to each other, okay, not across the table. You sit across the table, you're like this, it's kind of like a job interview, you're looking mm-hmm. straight at each other. It's much better if you're side by side because you can touch each other a little bit, your arms are touching, you're both looking kind of that way. It's a bit easier and it's less, it feels better. Okay. Yeah. And body language, 70% of our communication is body language. 100%. It's very hard to be really comfortable if you're just sitting directly across from each other. So make sure it's perpendicular. And then the guy always pays for it. Okay. That's very important to remember. Girls don't offer to pay, don't pay half, don't offer to pay. That's very important. A lot of girls feel like they offer to pay. The best gift you can give in this state is your feminine energy, okay? By you paying, you're taking away your feminine energy and you're taking away his masculine energy and you're doing a real disservice, okay? So your $27.50 for your meal is not a service to the date. It's a disservice. So don't do it, okay? Don't offer to pay. He's got to pay. And then you jump back in the car, okay, and he drives you back to his house and hopefully you, he did a good enough job that you want to kiss him and that's the end of the date. Um, a good date lasts about four hours, okay? Mm-hmm. The purpose of a high-value date is to build attraction, encourage masculine energy, make memories, and have fun. I love that. I love the, the four-point theory, the four points of the high-value date, what you should be feeling. And I really like that you said the man should pay because I agree. I don't know if it's because I come from like a traditional, I don't know, Greek household or it's just how I was um, brought up and but I did used to believe until right now when we had this chat, the woman could offer. But the offer was a secret test. When I used to go on dates, I'm like, I'm going to offer to see. It's a, it's a good test. It's a good test for sure. Okay. Some guys lack a little bit of confidence. So a masculine guy will easily pass the test. Hmm. But if you, if anyone listening to this has had real trouble dating, I wouldn't risk it. I would just... Let him pay and then afterwards go, thank you so much for paying. You make me feel amazing. That's You're such a gentleman. Like, yeah. And that's that nurturing the behavior you want to see. Yes, I love that. I call that reinforcing by rewarding. Like when my um, partner does something, even if it's the smallest thing, I like make the biggest song and dance about it. I was like, you know what? When you messaged me this or you said this or you did that, like that was awesome. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it was so good. But it gets repeated. What gets rewarded gets repeated. So That's right. It's exactly the same thing I say with nurture and behavior. You want to see the first trait of feminine energy. You word it differently, but it's exactly the same thing, 100%. Yes, nurturing. You're nurturing the, the relationship, essentially. Yeah, in the right way. So positive reinforcement, encouragement, encouraging the behavior you want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most effective ways to be feminine, for sure. Yeah. Two things I love what you just said. If he's saying, let's just go on a coffee date, I love that you use the word upgrade and you are a high value woman, 100%. Like you need to go into this like you are the bee's knees because you are. Whereas if you go in thinking I'm, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve nice things, 
you're not going to attract that, right, the person you want. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's very important. And you've got to think about what is a guy going to think of you if you upgrade the date? Ooh. That's the, that's the important part. That's what it's down to. So if you upgrade a low-value date to a high-value date and he says yes, he goes, all right, I'll pick you up Friday at 7 p.m., what's he going to be thinking about you? Mm, that you have expectations. That you're, yeah, you're high value. You have values and standards. You're you're worth it. Yeah, not even high expectations. Like it's this just should be the norm, right? Should be the norm. A lot yeah. of guys want to do high value dates. Um, some of them are nervous. They they go, well, I'll just offer a coffee date. So if it gets rejected, it's not a big deal. They're trying to be cool, right? Because they lack that little bit of confidence in themselves. Yeah. No, take us to the nice restaurant. We're hungry. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is it was so good when you said don't split the bill, $27.50. Like, ladies, your makeup costs more than that for the night. Getting ready costs more than that. Let him pay for the freaking steak. 100%. Oh. 100%. Don't, don't offer to pay at all. Guys don't care. Guys don't want you to pay, okay? Guys don't care what you earn. They don't care about your net worth. They don't care about any of that. They don't want any of it, Okay. They want your smile. They want your feminine energy. They want your joy. That's what feeds masculine energy. Mm. All the other stuff takes away from it. So don't – we don't want any of that stuff. So forget about it, okay? Yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm hearing you say is basically the signs early on that you should – oh, you tell me. Like what are the signs early on to know? Because I get asked all the time, how do I stop attracting narcissistic men? How do I stop attracting men that are going to ghost me? How, you're shaking your head. What, what's going on? Yeah, I hear the same sentences all the time, Steph. Are these women, are they focusing on what they want to achieve or what they want to avoid? Ooh. Yeah, they yeah. keep focusing on what they want to avoid all the time so they're going to get more of it, okay? Mm. So, guys – Get rid of the word narcissist out of your vocabulary, okay? You're focusing on the wrong thing. Instead, you should be asking yourself, how can I find my 10 out of 10? How can I get a high-value date this week? How can I go on a really fun date? How can, I, how can I go on an amazing date this weekend? How can I have a great time? How can I meet someone I really enjoy spending time with? What do you focus on? Change that language in your head. It's going to be easier. Yes, I'm a big fan of that. Words are your world and your focus equals your feeling. And this is what I say to people. If you're just focusing on on fat or where you think you look fat, then you're going to feel fat all the time. So, you know, changing your focus is so important. Yeah. I think, yeah, narcissism, it's very big. It's very trending. I think because it is all over TikTok. But what you're saying is if someone is feeling as though they keep attracting these people, it may be because they're focusing on not attracting these people. They're focusing on the wrong thing. And also, if you feel like you're attracting this sort of thing, I want you to tell yourself the sentence, it doesn't matter what I attract. It only matters what I allow. Let's just say that again. It doesn't matter what I attract. Attract? It doesn't matter what I attract. It only matters what I allow. I attract mosquitoes on a summer's night, right? But I don't allow them. I use bug spray, okay? It doesn't matter what you attract, okay? You might attract losers, but if you change that thought pattern and go, I don't care what I attract, but I only allow the best, suddenly stuff, the bad stuff will stop coming to you because the universe will go, oh, that person doesn't want it anymore, okay? Because you stop giving it energy. It's quite trippy. So when you start saying the sentence, it doesn't matter why I attract, it only matters what I allow, suddenly what you attract changes. It really, it really, really does. And 
I love the sentence, what you allow is what will continue as well. Life is a reflection of what you allow. Life Life is a reflection of what we allow in ourselves. Think about all the things we allow in our life, the things that pass our lips, what food we eat, what we, what, content we consume, what social media we consume, what friends we allow into our lives, all these things that we are allowing, that's a reflection of what our life is. Mm. Change what mm. you allow and all of it, everything I teach is intentional, Steph. Choose the right friends, choose the food, choose the hobbies, choose the dates, every single little thing intentional to the even the microest degree. Be intentional in every single decision, in every yeah. part of life, every single 168 hours, then your life is going to be way better. What you ignore brings you pain. So we're going to be really intentional with all these choices. What you ignore brings you pain. Yeah. So what that means basically, if you ignore your money, are you going to have lots of it or less of it? Mm. If you ignore your diet, are you going to get fitter or fatter? Mm. Yeah. Whatever you ignore, whatever your life you ignore will hurt you very badly. Yeah. We've yeah. all been there before. You jump on the scales and go, oh man, that was heavier than I thought. Or, or you might look at your bank account after not checking it for a month and go, oh, what? Yeah. What we ignore brings us pain. So don't ignore areas, put in the, yes. put in the work. Don't, don't ignore it. And I think this is a perfect segue into some questions I had from people because I did say I had a very high profile relationship coach coming on the show. And speaking of what you allow and getting back into it, a lot of women are scared to get back out there. If they are divorced, if they've had, you know, a narcissistic or abusive relationship. And how do you date after these types of situations? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I want you to try to focus, focus on the future and go on a dating. Like it's going to be really fun. Take, take the pressure off a little bit. So when you go on a date, it's going to be really fun. You already know how to eat dinner, right? So that's 90% of the work done. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have some cocktails. It's not a big deal. You're just going on a date. You're not doing an obstacle course. You're not going skydiving. It's just, you're going out, you're eating a nice meal. Nice and easy. You've had dinner before. It's not complicated. And then after the date, all you're going to ask yourself is, do I want to see this person again? That's it. That's the only one question you ask. Nice and simple. And if you want to see him again, do it. Nice and easy. Not a big deal. Because you're going to go on eight dates with that person until you're in love. So you've got, you got heaps of dates to decide whether you want to be with that person. It's no rush. Nice and easy. No pressure. There's nothing to fear. Wow. Eight dates till you know you're in love. Yeah, eight dates over eight weeks. So on average, out of thousands of people I coach, most people say I love you around the six to eight week mark. Wow, amazing. And I love how you made it so simple because you're so right. People talk dates up like they're doing a TED talk. It's this, it's this massive thing. It's like dating, like you're getting ready to give your kidney or something. It's so huge and astronomical. But if you just view it as, you know what? I need to eat dinner. I might as well do it in an effective way with someone who could potentially be meaningful. Yeah, that's right. Yep, you're going out to dinner, you're eating dinner, you might kiss somebody. That's about it. It's not really a big deal. It's pretty cruisy. Yes, don't see it as this massive stage or step in your life that you have to take. Just see it as a, you know what, this is what I'm doing today and that's okay. I love this. It's kind of what we do um, in therapy. We put people, you know, to do exposure or different types of experiments. And for people who have really bad social anxiety, they go on dates or go out or meet people. You have to. Yeah. The thing you're trying to learn to do, you only get through it by doing it. 100%. I can teach, I can talk about doing push-ups all day, but it's not going to make you good at push-ups. 
No, exactly. And I um, watched your video the other day on the ice bath because I'm a bit of an ice bath connoisseur. Well, awesome. What's, <laughs> what's your record in the ice bath? 18 minutes at minus two degrees. What? Me too. Where did you do that? Oh, I just did it here. So my mate had a chest freezer. It was full of ice, went up to oh, here. Wow. My hands were burning at the end, but uh, 18 minutes was, yeah, that's, that's 18 minutes incredible. you did the same. It was pretty impressive. That's incredible. Well, I think mine was minus two. So mine was in a retreat in Thailand. So this is after I broke up with my ex. I'm like, I'm going to go to Thailand and find myself. I was found, but, you know, just wanted to make it all dramatic. And you do, it's like literally like I'll, I'll send you photos. There's like cubes of ice in this thing and you have this um this coach, like I don't even know if he was, qualified and he talks you through it and you're breathing and your toes are numb and it was one of the hardest things and I preach about it as well do you think um ice baths are good for everyone yeah 100 so I I think everyone should do an ice bath once a week and if you have bad mental health every day Mm. um the only sort of caveat to that is if you're super old and you have some heart issues maybe start with a cold shower yeah, speak to your I, doctor. But if you're, if you're healthy, okay, just do the ice baths. You'll probably be fine. I've only met maybe one or two people who are very old who have trouble with ice baths. But if you're mm-hmm. healthy, normal age, jump in. You'll be yeah. fine. Jump in. Stick yeah. a, an arm or a leg in the freezing shower if you're not there yet and gradually build your way up to it. So mental health. You just mentioned mental health. And I, I got asked this really good question. And I did another podcast episode on it. Do you think it is unethical or problematic to go dating or be in a relationship when you have unresolved mental health issues? It's such a it's a it's such a hard one to answer because the severity could mean anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So some people say this to me all the time, like I have unresolved issues. It's like, yeah, but like what? You know yeah. what I mean? And and to what severity? Yeah, are we talking about are you, are you complete schizophrenic? Like what's actually happening here? Mm. So it depends on the severity. Most people oversell it. Okay. Mm. Most people overgo, like do it. They, they, they're going over the top with it. Okay. Some people are need a lot of help. Okay. Usually I find people who come to me who have fairly bad mental health and pretty, pretty depressed. Mm. It takes me about two months to get them to a, a fairly awesome state of mind. Do you do that before you send them out into the wild on the dates? Like, do you find, do you, in your calls, do you sort of assess people and think like, bro, you got to work on yourself first before we put you out there? A little bit, a little bit. I, I work on them for a little bit and then I start slowly sending them on dates, just nice and easy, nothing, nothing big. Um, just so they can get out there a little bit, like a bit of exposure therapy, but it's, Honestly, 90% of what I do is mindset related and that's the main thing I think holding people back from 10 out of 10s because they don't believe in themselves or they date down, they yeah. date losers because they think, oh, this this guy will look up to me and they have the safe option and all this sort of bullshit. So it's, that's all mindset related value standards. Everything comes back to my – I love that. Don't date down. No, never, ever, 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 ever. Never date down. Any girls listening, always date a guy – date upwards always okay how do you know how do you know if you're dating down because I my problem is is I'm always like looking for that next level even if I'm fully happy and satisfied I'm like could there be another level do you know what I mean yeah you'll you'll feel it 
you'll feel it. You'll feel like if someone's on your level or they're drastically underneath it, mm. you know what I mean? So if you're really, really successful, don't date a guy who's absolutely dead broke. That's obviously, mm. that's a giveaway. You'll feel it. You'll feel, you'll be able to feel that you're on a, a decently average, the same sort of level. Yeah. So try to try to date accordingly. Just if it's really obviously that you're dating down, don't 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 do that. Okay. All right. Make sure you don't date down. Okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. I'm excited for this one. And okay, intimacy three times a week. Tell us a little bit about that guideline, where it came from, and yeah, is it a hard fast rule? Well. I want couples to try to be intimate three times a week, okay? If you just got your legs bitten off by a shark, that's a pretty good reason. (laughs) But on average, I want you to try your best to do it three times a week, okay? I know, like, if your wife just gave birth, yeah, that's a fantastic reason not to do it, 100%. But common sense, guys, try to do it three times a week. There was a study done, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but three times a week is really good for women's mental health and uh, physical yes. health if they can orgasm three times a week. Um, there's lots of rules to this, guys. I call this the two-to-one rule, okay? Mm. So any guys, if you're having sex with your wife, try to get her to orgasm twice to your one. So you get her to orgasm twice, then you orgasm, okay? This is a two-to-one method. She will like you more, okay, mm. for one. Try to do that three times a week if you can, okay, that's a sign that the relationship's going really well too. So the relationship's not going well. It's going to be hard to do it three times a week because you won't like each other. So three times a week's pretty good. Yes. And I love that focus on making sure the woman is satisfied first because I think a lot of people will be listening to this thinking, oh, my God, orgasming, orgasming three times a week? What? How, like, how if men want to learn how to be better in bed, or even women, women want to learn how to be better in bed. What can people do? Think about think about the sexiest emotion, right? Think about the sexiest emotion that you want to see in the bedroom. Mm. What what's that emotion? Wait, me? Wait, my emotion or? Yeah, just in general. Like, what what do you want to see emotionally? Like, do you want to see cool? Not really. What do you want to see? You obviously don't want to see negative emotion. But what emotion do we want to see in the bedroom? I, I think of desire, like want, wanting to feel wanted, wanting to yeah. feel desired. Yep, for sure. So there's a few things. So we could see like me eating a piece of chocolate cake. I have a desire for the chocolate cake and I'm enthusiastically going at it, right? Mm. Enthusiastic desire, similar, right? So I say that enthusiasm, that's that really sexy emotion, okay? It doesn't matter how good you are. You could, be, you could know all the moves and backwards monkey dance and whatever moves yeah. you've got. It's all bullshit, guys. Show emotion. Show that enthusiasm. Yeah. That's the sexy emotion. Enthusiasm. Someone, yeah, I'm really excited. This is going to be amazing. And you're really jumping in there enthusiastically. That's the sexy emotion, okay? Yes. So if you, if a woman, if you, as a woman, if you want to be really, really good, enthusiasm, okay? Like you're trying to just – like you haven't eaten anything in a week and you're eating a piece of chocolate cake. Like you want to just go just like an animal, like enthusiasm is that's the sexy one. Yes. I love that. I love that. And being so conscientious of not using that as a time to talk about, Oh, have you taken the trash out? Like, no, definitely not. So your enthusiasm guys, really enthusiastic about the task at hand. And also enthusiasm makes us completely outwardly focused, not inwardly focused. Mm. When we're inwardly focused in intimacy, 
you know, we have that saying, if you're in your head, you're dead. Okay. You're thinking of that. Oh, do I look good in this situation? I feel fat. We should turn the lights off. You know, you're in your head about it. So desire and and enthusiasm, you focus outwardly on the, on the act and on your partner. It's going to be better for all parties. hundred percent. And I think for women, your sex life really changes in your thirties because you don't give a damn. You're just like, I want to feel good. I'm here. This is my body. And just allowing yourself to go all in, it makes the experience so different because you're right. Like women especially get in their heads about their body or how they look, but men don't really care at the end of the day, do they? Not at all, no. So so guys don't really care that much about your body. They do care about your attitude, okay? Mm -hmm. So feminine energy and that attitude you're showing is that's the most attractive thing. That's what's going to raise attraction. Okay. You might be really, really hot, but if you got resting bitch face, the guy's not going to like you anyway. Okay. Mm. Regardless of how hot you are, if you show a really positive energy, you're upbeat, you're energetic, you're that beautiful bubbly energy and you're 10 kilos overweight, you're the most attractive girl there. I love that. Do you hear that ladies? It is about how you carry yourself, your energy. And I love the word enthusiasm. And I think you should do everything enthusiastically. I love that word. Love it. It's so enthusiastic. Anything, your workout, like when I rock up to my workout, I treat it like it is the last workout I'm going to be doing. And people should treat sex the same way. If this was your last sex session, how would you perform? If this was, you you needed to, to be on, like it was life or death, how would you do it? I love that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But in oh. a way that's comfortable for you. <laughs> yeah. Go up 110%. I love that. Yeah. Sure. And, and in so many ways, like with, um, you know, wear what makes you feel sexy and what feels good and use nice scents and do Jake's um, sex quiz. No, it's not your quiz, but it's the sex types. It is. Yeah. Erotic blueprints. Yeah. Like love languages but for sex. Yeah. It's actually quite interesting. Yes. Erotic blueprints. So basically in Jake's book, he's got different types of erotic blueprints. And it's so funny because when I first used to listen to you, I had you live and my partner would be like, who is this guy? What's he talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like a little bit, I think he got a bit triggered by the timelines when you're like, oh, you should be engaged within, I don't know, a a year or something. I'm like, are you triggered because the timeline? He's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And then the next day he walks in and he's like, oh my God. He's like, you're a shapeshifter. He's like, I read the book. And <laughs> oh, damn. He, he read it, he read it and he loved it. And he's like, this, you know what? That Jake guy, like, yeah, like he knows what he's talking about. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's such a good book for, for both people to read because it's got a lot of um, good stuff in it. Anyways, back to the question. Why should people sleep naked? Yeah, good question. So you're familiar with all the things that happen in our brains when we're doing like a 20 second hug, right? So we're getting all those positive emotions and hormones released in our brain. Those It goes better when you're naked and you're cuddling. Yeah, so you're getting that skin-on-skin contact like like you do with newborn babies. you got that skin-on-skin on your chest. It's better than the baby on your shirt. Yeah, they can, it's, it's, you, you get that energy, the hormones, all that sort of stuff. It's the same with your partner. So sleep naked and cuddle each other. It doesn't have to be in a sexual way it will increase the chance of intimacy as well. So it's better for both parties. Look, the only sort of downside is you're probably going to have to wash your sheets more often, but that's the only downside. Who cares? Sleep, sleep, yeah. sleep naked. Sleep naked. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be better for your brains. It feels fantastic as well. Cuddling each other, the skin on skin, 
It's really, yeah. really important. So as a dad, um, always do this with babies all the time. So the mm-hmm. baby sleeps right on my belly or right on my chest all the time. That's skin on skin. The bonding, the bonding between humans goes really well with skin on skin too. I love that. I'm definitely going to try sleep naked. Thanks for the tip. And it feels like, better. You feel free and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So free. You just got to hope that the evacuation alarm doesn't go in the middle of the night and you have to get out of the building and run down. Anyways, <laughs> I'll give it a go, let you know how it how it turns out. So one of the questions I had for you was sex with your partner. What about if your partner has a genuine testosterone issue because I did a podcast yep. episode on this and apparently 40% of men are low in testosterone. Very common. This yeah, Australia, Australia, is really, Australia is really bad for it. So basically what happened, Steph, there was a smear campaign on steroids in the 80s in Australia. Mm. So now doctors are very hesitant about uh, prescribing testosterone even if the man is on the low side. So you may be the low side, he may be here, but it's still in the range. You'd be like, you're still in the range, even though his testosterone is pretty low and he has trouble being intimate once a week, which is absolutely fucking absurd. So guys, try your best. If you're on the low side, which realistically, if you're over 35, you probably need TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. You can can try to get it from a doctor. It's going to be difficult in Australia. It is. You can get it on the black market. Obviously, I don't recommend doing that, but you could like bodybuilders do, okay? Either way, it's going to dramatically improve your life. If you have low testosterone, guys, it's going to – it leads to depression, leads to all sorts of things. You're going to feel bad within yourself. It sickens me, the state, that doctors won't do it in this country. It's really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. I know this from um, experience that doctors will often, and this is no hate to doctors, but their their markers are so large. And then when my friend went to an actual TRT specialist, they were like, how are you functioning? You are so low and you need testosterone replacement therapy. And it's just a cream. It's like nothing. Um, yeah, you, know. you can get a cream, you can get needles, you can get pellets. There's, there's quite a few different options. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah get, get your get your hormones tested, guys. See where you're at. Um, obviously, as well, your diet, exercise, sleep, all these things affect your testosterone as well. So work on those things as well. Your performance in this area is super important. If you want to perform well in business, sex, anything, you've got to make sure your hormones are optimized. Also, guys, take vasodilators, okay? Vasodilators that dilate your blood vessels, such as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, stuff like this. Give it a shot, okay? Wait, what? Viagra? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So if you're in Australia, there's a great website, pilot.com.au. You can get Viagra, right? Cialis, whatever. All the same vasodilators. Even if you don't need it, shut up and take half a pill a week, Okay. You're going to feel better. You're going to get better circulation in your toes. It's better for your entire body. And mm. you're going to be able to perform at a much stronger level. Wow. Okay. okay. Even if you don't need to take the, a massive dose, just like half a pill a week. That's all. Nothing major. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Okay. So if, you're, if you're over 30, you should be taking it. It's good for your body. Okay. Mm. It's good for your body. You're going to feel better like your toes, even that blood vessel going to your toes. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really good tip for the guys. And and ladies, like if you think your partner has 
a problem or you think they are depressed all the time or brain fog or it could be a testosterone issue. So get it checked out because you were so right. You said earlier, women's mental health, like women, we need to feel desired. Like we want a guy to want to be intimate with us. And if they're not wanting to, it's most likely it's not you. It's not you. And it's something never, they, it's never the woman. No. It's never the woman. No, unless, unless, you know, unless the relationship's really bad and you're fighting a lot, then yeah, yeah. it may be a little bit of emotional stuff in there. But if you really want to, and you guys are getting along and he can't get there, hundred percent. Mm, get it, get it checked out. And just on the topic, since we're speaking about sex, I, I also feel it's become really normalized to not have sex with your partner. Like people be like, oh yeah, like we haven't done it in a year. What is happening there? Disgusting. So bad. It is extremely important that a couple does it three times a week, okay, to the best mm-hmm. of your ability. If you guys are going long periods of time and not doing it, the relationship is deteriorating to a fast degree. Mm. And it was so bad. Yeah. I think honestly people just fall into habit and pattern and it becomes normal and okay. And if you're not okay with it, you have to speak up. Don't do it. Okay. If you're in a relationship right now and you think it's okay that you guys haven't had sex in a few months, it's not okay. I don't care if you feel okay about it. I'm telling you it's not okay. Fix Mm. it immediately. Both parties are okay. I'm not okay with it. Fix it. Yes. Yes. What if they're like, oh, we've got a kid and we live with our parents and it's too hard and I'm tired. I'm tired, Jake. Do it anyway. You know what I say? You're always going to be tired. Like it's like getting up early in the morning. No one feels like doing it. But once you start, it's all right. If you're really tired all the time, there's some issues, okay? Mm. There's some issues. Like tomorrow when I go to work, I'll be in the office at 3.45 a.m., okay? 3.45 a.m.? Yeah, and I feel like coming to the office at 3.45. I'm very successful. I don't need to come to the office at 3.45. I want to be here. Wait. Every, every single thing I do in life, I don't have to do it. I get to do it. I'm very lucky. I get to, I, They're all intentional choices, and I love it. I love all of it, yeah? One of those things I teach Steph as well, burnout, it doesn't exist, yeah? Burnout just stems from disappointment mainly and a lack of motivation. I don't, I've been doing this for years and years and years, 100-hour weeks, why don't I get burned out? Because I'm motivated. I'm enthusiastic. I'm excited to be here. Mm-mm. If but you get burned you, out, what's what are you doing? But do you think it's because you love what you do? People are burnt out because they're in jobs they hate or they're in a shitty situation they feel they can't escape. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, stemming. So you're getting that burnout stemming from disappointment mainly. Yeah. yeah. But who's, whose choice is it to be there? Yeah. Remember, yeah. guys, anyone listening, you have the choice. You're in a bad relationship, end it. You're in a bad job, quit. You're not earning enough money, get a new job, figure out how to start a business, get, get, start driving Uber. Before I, before I started this, I was a builder. I was building patios. I'm a builder by trade. I was building patios. I was driving Ubers at night and on weekends and, and starting this coaching company at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was doing three things. Um, fantastic. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're complaining that your life's not going too well, Do something about it because success isn't going to pass you a tissue and say, it's okay. It's okay. You're not, you're you're a loser. You're not successful. Success doesn't care if you're a loser. Get to work. Start putting in the work. Don't complain about it. No one cares how hard your life is. 
Okay. You want to be a winner, get up, take it. Mm-mm. You know, I, I get it. And I'm, I'm hearing that and I've been, you know, I love all that motivational stuff, but why do we get so triggered by these types of conversations these days? Like that real hard ass type of, you got to grind. And if you want to be, get up early and no one cares. And why is it so hard to talk like that these days? Do you think? Well, maybe people like sympathy more than they like encouragement. Yes, yeah, so everyone wants to. Everyone wants a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, instead of a push in the right direction. Yeah, I have a big group. I have a big group where I put everybody. One of the group mottos is "No sympathy, only encouragement." I love that. I love that because that is encouragement is what we all need. So yeah, tell me a little bit about your program. How does it work? Because I've always been curious. Oh, sure. So I coach lots of people. So basically we have two main goals in the program. One of them is to get you to a 10 out of 10. The other one's to help you achieve a 10 out of 10 relationship. So that's the basic goals of it. Okay. And basically the way we do that is we do unlimited one-on-one calls. So when I'm coaching someone, they can just talk to me whenever they want to. We do group calls every week, which is like a lesson plan. And I go through specific things. And there's one coming up in about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, there's online courses, workbooks, boot camps. And that's about it. And that's where everyone achieves 10 out of 10s on average of four months. Wow. I love that. And you do, tell me about the boot camps. So where the, boot do you, camp, the boot camps do? on Zoom, because I coach people around the world and it's basically oh. eight hours of me just teaching everything I know, basically. Holy moly. No wonder you have to get up. But wait, so what time do you go to bed and what time do you wake up? Take me through your day. Sure. So tonight I'll be in bed at about... I'll go to sleep about 8.30. Yep. So then wake up early. I like to split my day into three parts, Steph. So mm-hmm. go to work, okay, go to the office, and then I'll work for a bit, and then and then I'll do a hobby. So tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'll be doing my, one, of, one of my hobbies. I'll do that for a few hours, then I'll work again, and then I'll do another hobby, and then I'll work again. So there's three different days. So if I'm having a bad morning, that's only day one. Day two starts at lunchtime. Day three is in the afternoon. So like three different days and broken up with hobbies, mm. different environmental changes. Change your environment and you change how you feel in that particular setting. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love how you break the day into three. And obviously, you know. It's the same as the- athletes do. That's why I do it. Do they? Yeah. So like a professional wrestler or a professional boxer. He doesn't just go there and train for eight hours. That would make that would make no sense, right? So he'll train for a few hours in the morning, then he'll go yep. away. Then he'll come back, train for another few hours, then he'll go away. Like it's little sprints kind of a thing. Mm-mm, very, very clever. What about someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, but it's easy, work for yourself, and they're in a nine to five. Like what can someone do if they're like feeling a bit, I don't know, like they're losing their zest, they value their job, you know, their security and all that, but they're wanting to feel more motivated or feel excited to get up in the morning. Yeah. You got to think about motivation. What are you motivated for? Like why, why are you doing that particular job? Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing someone's tax and you're like me making people in a better financial state? Are you fixing cars and you absolutely love cars and you're excited to get there and work on that new car tomorrow? Like what are you motivated for? What are you focused on? Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. focused? Are you, are you there for the right reason? Mm, yeah. We've all done jobs before and you think, oh, I'm not really, like it's paying the bills, but I'm not really enjoying this. It's because there's no purpose behind it. Like when I was putting up patios, yeah, it was okay, but there was no passion there. I was like, uh, 
it's okay, but I'm not, I'm not getting anything purposeful, spiritual, or it's not feeding my soul kind of a thing, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. We all go through such different seasons and stages. And I love hearing how you started out and how you were, you know, doing Uber to support you at the time of starting your coaching business. Uh, what led you to actually start the coaching business? How did you start it? Um, yeah, it's one, one guy I was talking to said, you, you could do that. And I'm like, sounds kind of far-fetched to be honest. I like, I'd love to be like Tony Robbins, but sounds like a bit of a pipe dream. sounds kind of impossible. And he said, you could. I'm like, hmm, okay. And I just started and started trying to figure it out and mm. there we go. Yeah, I thought it was a pipe dream. I thought it was best-selling author, being a famous coach. I'm like, that sounds really like, like trying to be a famous actor. Like it's a very small percentage and it is a small percentage. But uh, turns out it was my purpose in life. Yeah, I love that. What do you think made you famous? Like, er- look. I'm not going to lie. When you hear the word coach, you can't help sometimes but cringe because everyone's a coach. Like my dog's a coach at this point. How do you know if people are looking to work with a coach, how do you separate the cream from the crop? I don't know if that's a saying, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It's a good question. I think maybe people like the way I explain things, I suppose. Maybe it makes sense. It's simplistic. Um, It's kind of just the way I am, I suppose. I don't really think about it. At this stage on TikTok so far, I've made like eight and a half thousand videos. So it's a lot of content. So it's kind of just, uh, it's all off the cuff. I don't really think about it. It's just who I am, but it works. People seem to enjoy it. And some passion of mine. And it turns out I'm a really, really good coach. Yeah. yeah. The results speak for themselves. And I always just say like, yeah. is the coach you're wanting to work with, do they have the life you want? Have they achieved what you want to achieve? Yeah. You can see it's it's the same in any kind of job. I've, I've met lots of people from lots of different jobs. Some people really enjoy the job, but they're not that good at it, mm. regardless of what it particularly is. Some people don't like it and they're good at it. Some people like it and they're good at it. Sometimes you just find things in life which you're naturally really good at. Mm. Do that and then find the joy in it and make it your purpose. Ah, and I love TikTok. How good is it? I love TikTok. TikTok's fantastic. You could, there's so much good stuff on there. Yeah, there is. There is. So let's just, we should do a live one day together. Yeah. (laughs) Bring it out. Now, you've been dropping hints on your TikTok live about a second book. Oh, yes. What is that going to be about? So it's called Masculine Men, Feminine Women. It's about masculine, feminine energy. Um, It's still a fair way off. So before I write a book, I write the contents and then write what each word count of each chapter is going to be. So it's going to be about twice the size of this book. So it's, 100,000 words, um, so it's still a fair while off, but, yeah, it's just yeah. masculine men, feminine women. Love that, just to tap into that a bit deeper because it sounds like it is such an important part of what you do and you're always coming back to it. It's it's a, it's a big one. You, you can't really achieve what you want to achieve without it. It's very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness, Jake, I could honestly speak to you for hours and hours. But before we part, what is, I guess, a couple of things you want to leave for the audience or you want them to walk away from this knowing or thinking about? You can achieve your goals. You can achieve all your goals you want. You can definitely 100% achieve a 10 out of 10. The only way to achieve a 10 out of 10 is to say no to everything which isn't a 10 out of 10, okay? 
That's what you need to do. If you say yes to stuff which isn't a 10 out of 10, you'll never achieve it. Okay, you got to say no to stuff which isn't a 10 out of 10. So all that's left is the 10 out of 10. Okay, you can't achieve it. You can achieve it and intentionally choose everything in your, in your life. So remember, life's a reflection of what we allow. Only allow the good stuff. I love that. Only allow the good stuff. All right, Jake, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Anything you want to plug, your socials, where can we find Jake Maddock? Yeah, pretty much any social platform, guys. Just type in Jake Maddock and you'll see me. Absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have the best week, Jake, and hopefully when I come down to Melbourne, we can catch up. Yeah, for sure. I'm always all over the shop, so 100%. We'll see. All right, amazing. Thank you so much, Jake. Thanks, Steph. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.